Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Well, good morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Thursday, 24th day of February, 2022. My name is Nick. Hey, hey, it's Big J. Yeah. Ooh. What's going on, Big yeah, J? Man. What's the good word? Uh, happy times. Yay. Oh, really? We got I don't... two words today. Nice. Man. I don't know. I didn't know this was a word game. Well, I mean, it's not really a word game. I was uh, just uh, trying to find another way of asking how you do it. Pretty good. Yeah. Anything in particular? Pretty, pretty good. Taking you over that mountain these last couple of days? Looking forward to anything? Or has uh, it just been great? It's just been good. I like that. So busy. Keeping busy. Oh, yeah? Doing what? Work. Such as? Well, production. Uh-huh. That's all I did yesterday. And I got home and I did more. Well, uh, I saw you put together a nice little video for the kids, right? Oh, yeah. I did that, too. Um for the Alzheimer's Association and uh, teaching people how to go register for the longest day event. Hey, what's going on with the audio in that video, buddy? What do you mean? It's uh, it's echoey. Oh, that's uh, just uh, a little put of reverb on it. Re- oh, you did it on purpose? Yes. Just throw me off the set. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, but I do appreciate the video, and for those of you that don't follow Big J on social media, you certainly should, because it gives you an opportunity to learn a little bit more about some of the stuff he's up to and uh, maybe give a little bit back to some great uh, organizations in and around the Treasure Valley. And uh, he's got a video up exactly how you can do that because the longest day, uh, while not exactly around the corner, the planning never stops. That's absolutely correct, yeah. So uh, we want you to get ready, get prepared, and uh, Big J wouldn't mind if you fired up a team of your own and got ready to support things coming up in June is when the longest day takes effect. So that's pretty awesome. Today on the show may seem long, but that's not the case. We got ourselves just a few things that we got to make sure we take care of, including a nerd alert today. That's going to happen. We got to try to give you some tickets to August Burns Red and Kill Switch Engage. That show is coming up on Tuesday night at the Revolution Concert House and Event Center. Uh, reminder that that show is one that has been rescheduled. I believe this is the third time that this date has been set because, you know, we had some issues with a thing called the pandemic, but it's happening. Uh, but a reminder, if you have tickets from any of the other dates that were part of the fun for Killswitch, they will be honored uh, on Tuesday at the Rev Center. And for those of you that don't have tickets, that's why you tune in so that we can hook you up and try to get you into the show for free coming up on Tuesday night. It's the least we can do. Plus some more fun and excitement over the course of the show today, but let's get started with some music. Rage Against the Machine going to kick things off here. It's Guerrilla Radio on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Uh, Not something that I think that you, well, maybe you did have to deal with this. I guess you did. Both of your girls graduated high school in the last uh, 10 years, right? Yeah. Uh, For the last 10 years, the state of Idaho has made the SAT mandatory. You had to take it in order to graduate high school. Do you remember the girls going through that? No, not really. I mean, I'm pretty sure they did, but I, well, I mean, at least it's according, not like I helped them study. Right, for I was going to say, according to this, you had to. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but at least according to what I am reading, this is America. In what order for Idaho high school students to graduate from high school beginning in 2012, you had to complete the SAT in order to do that. Uh, why did that happen? Well, they made that mandatory in 2012 because. They weren't exactly pleased with the amount of students that were graduating from Idaho high schools and going on to secondary education. Shocked. 
And so they thought, well, if you if we make them take this test, then maybe, you know, some people that weren't expecting to go to college would get really good grades in the SAT, which would open up some options for them. Blah, blah, blah. Long story short, it didn't work. Uh, and they ran into a little problem with the SAT uh, with something called the pandemic. You understand? Yeah. It was very difficult for, uh, you know, scheduling SAT tests in the middle of a pandemic and making sure students were taking them the way they're supposed to take them, if that makes sense, with as little cheating as possible. There's a reason why you're in a room with 30 other kids and people walking up and down the aisle as you're taking the test because they want to prevent you from cheating so that the grade is as close to your actual intelligence as possible, I guess. So, because of the issues they ran into in the last couple years of the pandemic and the fact that even Idaho schools aren't exactly requiring SATs anymore in order to get in, there's lots of other ways you can apply, lots of other places you can get it accepted to a college without SAT or ACT scores as those continue to kind of just be antiquated forms of college admission the state of Idaho is now looking uh, to go you know what maybe we should pull back on this and they're talking about it it looks like it's going to happen and if you are a high school student or you are a parent of a high school student even if they do plan on going to college you should be happy because the SAT is uh, very very dumb luck it's a difficult and long test it is incredibly stressful, and uh, most colleges don't care anymore whether or not you take it or not. And so that's becoming an issue. So the state of Idaho now, 10 years later, is looking to repeal the fact that maybe we shouldn't require all students to take the SAT. And I'm all for it. Did you ever take yeah. it? Yeah, of course. Okay. How did you do? Do you remember? Uh, I <laughs> Great. Not great? I didn't do great. Uh, I never took the SAT. I took the ACT. because uh, I took them both. You did? Yeah. How'd you do on the... Both of them not great? Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm dumb. Well, you're not dumb, yeah, man. I'm pretty dumb when I it mean, comes to book and learning. Even people that don't do great in school can sometimes knock it out with tests. Who knows? You yeah. did go to college, so, you know. <laughs> they were remedial courses. <laughs> That's why I quit. That's why I, I was thought, like, I don't need to go back. I thought it was just one remedial course. The math one. Uh, I guess it was, okay. yeah. But okay. still... Uh, I, uh, I I was not a good test taker, if you can uh, imagine. No, no. I mean, listen, I was not a great test taker either. I really got dumb lucked with the ACT score that I got. And that's that's kind of yeah. why I've always been like, a, hey, man, this these aren't... Did you aren't 22? No. Well, I, ACT, I believe the score was like 35 is perfect. And I got like a 29, way higher than I should have gotten. Well, you graduated when you were 12 from way high school. High, but I never tested well. And I didn't think I did well. And I was like, I know I don't know as much. Because like, I would compare it to my other friends. And they're like, yeah, I got like a 25 and a 24. And these are all good scores and my 29 i'm like that doesn't that doesn't track that doesn't make any sense to me and so that's kind of why i've always been like hey these are goofy because you know i know i got lucky and yes i also know it helped me get into college because my grade point average wasn't through the roof but my act score helped and that's why i was like see this is just a joke man i mean it, it wasn't a real reflection of my intelligence i just got a couple of questions right that i totally guessed on that i probably shouldn't have <laughs> and so and that you know ups your score a bunch so i can also see that being an issue and a good reason why these things should not be the industry standard if you will so we'll see what happens yeah now just to get into college you have to prove you can post a video I think uh, if colleges want you, all you have to do is make sure that you pay those bills, and <laughs> you don't you're fine. Care about your learning capabilities, <laughs> you are pay fine. us. 
Major League Baseball told players Wednesday they're going to have to have a deal in place by Monday or the season is going to be delayed. Guys, they're not going to have a deal in place by Monday. The season is going to be delayed. Uh, and they've also said that the games will not be postponed, but they will be canceled. So this is how the owners are responding to the lockout. They're basically saying, come back to where we are on this particular thing or it's going to start costing you paychecks. And we'll see how the players do. If they blink or they decide to fight it out. Uh, but I can promise you, I don't think the season's going to start on time, uh, which was supposed to be the 31st of March, by the way. Big J, Charlie Sheen is working again. How do you oh, feel about that? Winning. Uh, he is working on a TV pilot written and produced by Entourage creator Doug Ellen. Uh, apparently, the show began shooting in L.A. on Wednesday and will feature a cameo from the actor's father, Martin Sheen, popping by. Hey, son. Uh, the project also features a couple of cast members from Entourage, Kevin Connolly and Kevin Dillon. What the show's about and uh, where it's going to end up, no idea yet. But do you think the world's ready for more Charlie Sheen? I don't. I think it's probably passed him by. I think I so, too. I don't think but anybody cares. We'll see. But I could say the same thing about Entourage. So we'll see what ends up happening. Stone Temple Pilots tripping on a hole in a paper heart here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, you've gone on the record before. You're not exactly the world's biggest fan of fruits and vegetables. Agree or disagree? Oh, sometimes. But sure. yeah, in general. Uh, in general, yes. Uh, there hasn't been much of a consensus, uh, a consensus as to whether or not you uh, have them at every meal or enjoy them or eat them under protest or whatever the case may be. But it turns out at least if you're shoving vegetables down your gullet, because you think they're better for your heart, you're wrong. Uh, at least according to a new study. Uh, they put together about 400,000 different uh, studies across the, uh, the land of Britain, Big J. And they found out that raw vegetables, if you have yourself a couple of those every day, those will help your heart. No doubt about it. Better for cardiovascular stuff. But if you cook those vegetables, and it doesn't matter how you cook them, not nearly as good and not good at all, as a matter of fact. Now, uh, they're not trying to discourage you from eating vegetables because eating vegetables, cooked or otherwise, still much better for you than some of the other stuff you're going to shove down your gullet. Like, if you're going to go, listen, uh, Nick told me this morning the vegetables don't help my heart. Let me grab myself a triple cheeseburger instead. You are not exactly in the right frame of mind. They're just saying that if you're eating them because you think they're good for your heart, you're not exactly right. Now, there are certainly other positive effects for eating vegetables, but this is one that is not, at least if you're cooking them. Uh, so uh, there's no reason for you to be, you know, making yourself eat those vegetables if you want your heart to be a little bit better. The uh, study is receiving some pushback from other experts who claim multiple factors influence cardiovascular health, not just vegetable intake, but vegetables in addition to this other stuff. That's where you're going to get the benefits, and they may be right. Uh, but, I mean, again, I, I don't know anybody that goes, man, I, I had a heart attack, so now all I'm going to do is eat vegetables. That uh, There certainly are lifestyle changes you can make after that. But the only reason that you're eating vegetables is for cardiovascular health is probably pretty small on the list, I would say. Well, I mean, it's it's been known for a long time that once you cook vegetables, uh, you're losing a bunch of their nutrients. Right, exactly. So, you know, that's why a lot of people prefer, uh, the, the healthy people prefer to eat the raw stuff. So Favorite raw, raw vegetable, Big J? Go. Probably broccoli. I don't really like broccoli raw, which is weird. Uh, I love broccoli, but I'm not a, a fan of it raw. I'll, uh, give me like a carrot or celery, and I'll knock it out of the park. I do enjoy See, I those. I can't do carrots. I, can't? I prefer them cooked. So how come? Too crunchy? Yeah, there's too many, too many particles come loose, little chunky bits. Not into that. 
<laughs> but broccoli stays together? What are you talking about? I just doubt it, man. The little sprouts go all over the place. Uh, no matter what the reason is, uh, the point is eat more raw vegetables if you're looking to be totally healthy. And uh, the cooked vegetables, again, probably a better alternative than what you are eating. But for your heart, not the only reason to be eating them. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Nerd Alert Time is coming up next on the X-Rocks. The best in tech and gaming. Big J's Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X Rocks. Respawn Entertainment announced yesterday that Apex Legends Mobile, it's a version of the studio's free-to-play battle royale hero shooter designed especially for mobile devices, is set for a limited regional launch expected to run through the spring starting next week. As a part of that limited launch, Apex Legends Mobile will be available to play on Android and iOS in 10 countries. Uh, the U.S. right now not on that list, but should be very soon. And during that limited regional launch, players will be able to play as Bloodhound, Gibraltar, Lifeline, Wraith, Bangalore, Octane, Mirage, Pathfinder, and Caustic. Respawn promises to offer more systems and content for the game's global launch as for when that global launch may be. Respawn said we'll be sharing updates on global launch once we've made informed decisions coming out of limited regional launch. So uh, this is an example of what's to come, I think, in, in a lot of gaming is there's taking, uh, you know, uh, what's been successful in the console world and uh, modifying it to make it even more uh, playable and accessible in the mobile form. You don't like the Call of Duty mobile game, though, right? Yeah, I played it, but I mean, I, I don't need to play it. I, I play it on the console. So. And you've also never really gotten into this Apex Legends or the nah, Fortnite. It it's too me. cartoony? Is that what it is? Yeah, exactly. Okay. You, you nailed it. You know you know my gaming, that's for sure. <laughs> it's got but, no aliens, no cartoons. And it's got to be realistic and military, which is very weird. It's You like your your video games the opposite of your movies. Yeah. It's, well, I don't understand what that means. That means you, you, you search for and seek out realism in real life in your video games, and you don't want that in your movies. No, I, I do want that in certain movies. But not the movies that you enjoy. Certainly not on a, on a TV show. Let's put it that way. Gotcha. Uh, Duke basketball star Paolo Banchero will be featured in NBA 2K22's next multiplayer season, Nick, which kicks off on Friday. So that's tomorrow. It's the first time an active college athlete has appeared under their own name and with their permission in an American sports video game. Uh, Banchero of Seattle will join uh, Rui Hachimura, a 2019 first-round pick from Gonzaga, and a two-time NBA 2K cover star Kevin Durant on an anime-style journey through Season 5. 2K Sports said in a statement that includes another 40 tiers of rewards in the My Career single-player multiplayer suite, plus new unlocks in the W, the first-ever single-player career mode for the WNBA. Yeah, I, I, I actually own this game, and I have not opened it yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh, wait till tomorrow and uh, maybe uh, look at uh, getting a new season, and you can check out some some college basketball in your professional. I world. might. I don't. I don't do a whole lot with the career stuff in uh, in the but basketball you, game. But, but you do in, in in Madden, though. Sometimes I get tired of that. I get tired of the all Madden stuff pretty quickly. The the mutt team and that kind of stuff. I, the, I usually end up playing just seasons of stuff, but uh, I, 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 it would be different, I suppose, if they were constantly updating it, but that is one thing Madden never does. While so. you're playing, do you whistle the Globetrotter theme? Uh, no, no, okay. I don't. Well, I do sing I do sing the Street Talk theme from the Milwaukee Bucks home games, though. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Nobody but. does but me. Oh, that's fun. All right, uh, and last year, Target claims that its free app powered by drive-up curbside pickups is one of its customers' favorite services, and the company plans 
to test more features this fall in select markets. Customers will be able to pick up a Starbucks order or make a return without having to enter the store. You know, you get out of your damn car. The option to place a Starbucks order has been a frequent request from customers, according to Target. Uh, when you're on the way to the store, you'll be able to order items from Starbucks menu through the Target app. A Target employee will bring your order to your car when you arrive. You can set up a return through the Target app as well and complete the process in a drive-up lane. Do you use this a lot, like the the shopping sh- the apps? Listen, this isn't uh, this isn't some sort of ad, ad, you know admonishment or whatever you, the word you want to use against Target. I I I, I don't go there but my family loves target mm-hmm. i don't understand it but they do and uh i they don't use the pickup thing we don't really do that and even though it's a very convenient thing to do um you know the, I mean, this, come on get out of your car and go get your starbucks okay jeez man i guess it's not I, really different than any drive-thru window you know, you know i get the i get the 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 uh, you know the return thing but i mean again we're we're really trying to convenience people and i don't know it's weird thing and this is just a personal thing too but like every time i've tried it i've ended up having to wait in my car for like 25 minutes and i'm like what yeah i know i know now granted i haven't used it a whole bunch but every time i have it takes forever for my stuff to get specific place i've used it at a couple places and and then i was just like i'm not going to use it again because it just wastes my time really a couple times i've tried for pick up and go it's been like boom they're right there yeah see maybe five minutes i haven't had that i mean i wish i had that story but i i haven't i mean like there was one time i i waited there for like 45 minutes no joke because they couldn't find my order and then i finally had this like talk to like three different i mean it was a full-on mess and then i was just like you know what it is i I can get off my ass and go into the store (laughs) and that is what i have done uh so I don't, I don't, you know, uh, poo-poo anybody for using them, uh, but I just had, I've just had issues with them, and so I'm like, you know what, they're not for me. But I'm happy that they're around. I mean, it's made sense. Contact, you know, less kind of situation here in the pandemic. Sure. Uh, you know, I mean. I guess people want to be convenienced to, to not be inconvenienced to get out of their car in the future. Who knows? I know. Uh, but, you know, again, I'm, I'm the same guy who orders, you know, $7 things on Amazon eight times a week. So what do I know? Morning After with Nick and Big J. You ready to take part in a poll, Big J? Uh-uh. We talked last hour about what Idaho high schools need you to do to graduate, at least currently, and that is take the SATs. Do you believe that a high school student should have to take a required personal finance class before they graduate high school? Focusing on the paying of bills, how to, you know, manage some money. Balance a checkbook. Oh, there's no such thing as a checkbook anymore. Although it's funny that you mentioned that because that is something that I had to learn. Now, granted, these were not, it was not a required course, but I took an economics class in high school that taught me how to balance a checkbook, how to budget things, how to write checks, and then most importantly, it taught me about the stock market, which is Isn't knowledge that, that I still use. home economics classes are supposed to do? No, we, we home economics well. is more like cooking and sewing and things like that. This is financial, personal finance kind of stuff. So home, home economics is different than economics. You understand that, right? No, apparently. Oh, no. What do you think? Should somebody be required to take a personal finance class to graduate? Uh, I mean, it's the, it's the least we can do to help prepare some of those who aren't going to be able to be prepared by their families. Let me ask you this, though. Uh, Taking yourself back to high school, do you think it would have helped you had you taken one of those classes? Well, you're assuming I didn't. Did you? Yes. Okay. Did it help? Yes. Which one? Was that the balance? What else did you learn in that class? 
Yeah, balancing checkbooks. I mean, we went over stocks and things of that nature. And you found it beneficial? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, But this is an option that I took. Did you have to take that, or was that also an elective for you? I don't remember. It was probably an elective. Yeah. I mean, easy. easy. (laughs) It seemed like an easy, but there's a lot of math involved in that class. Uh, I remember having to do my portfolio, and I was like, You were allowed to have a calculator. (laughs) That's true. That's not hard. (laughs) That is true. Uh, but then again, everybody's a calculator in the palm of their hand these days. That was different from us as kids. But uh, the survey said that about 67% of adults think that's something that the kids here in the United States need to do in order to graduate. Cover personal finance classes for graduation. Now, 21 states require at least some personal finance instruction. Idaho, not one of them. But the survey did find that 56% of respondents say they got their first credit card on their own. Is that true, Big J? Yeah. Or did you get some help? No, I got it on my own. Did it come to you when you were in college? Yep. That's how these things, that's how they yeah. get you. Same thing here. Uh, just over half, 52% responders. Bad idea, man. But that was it, because even though I took those finance, I mean, those were the days where credit cards were new. And so I, while I understood the concept of a credit card, I don't think I ever understood the long-term effects of a credit card. Does that make sense? Yeah, I did. I just didn't have, I needed, I needed every last dime i could get right it was well you were young and of course that's what they that's what they 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 count on when they send you the credit cards in college it's like you are going to use this and you're going to use it to excess and then you're not going to know what to do and we're going to charge you interest rates through the yin yang and that's exactly what they destroy your credit in the future (laughs) right and so while personal finance classes i'm sure will have changed from when you and i took them when we were in the the 90s but uh even then when credit cards were a thing they didn't cover that in my in my economics class i remember that yeah clearly because it was a whole new world for me and i was like oh my god they're giving me basically you know i think my first line of credit was like 2500 bucks or something like that that i could use any anywhere i wanted to and yes i did use that the wrong way and not on things i should have and wasn't financially responsible but it taught me a lesson yeah all crack dealers take credit cards and so i was ready to go and uh i learned the lesson the hard way but it, it worked out in the long run. Not, not after several years of mistakes, though. So maybe it is a good thing that we give that or offer it up. Well, Big J, let's get into it. The media landscape in the football world is going to look very different next year because it appears that Troy Aikman is leaving Fox Sports and he is going to be part of the Monday Night Football crew on ESPN. Yeah. The report is it's a five-year deal, according to the report to the Post. Uh, of course, he's spent the last 20 years alongside Joe Buck uh, on Fox as their A-team, if you will, with all the Game of the Week kind of broadcasts and any kind of special stuff that they've done, like the Super Bowl Troy Aikman's been a part of. Now, he's leaving to join ESPN. You sound excited. Yeah, I think it'll be great for Monday Night Football. Uh, I, I, But I don't, I mean, like, I, I, I and I'm in the rare uh, air where I have zero problems with Joe Buck or Troy Aikman. I've got no problems oh, yeah. with them as broadcasters. I, I don't either. But I also... I don't think Troy Aikman's a reason to tune in, and I don't think he's going to save a. Bro- I don't think he brings enough to a broadcast to go. That's somebody that's going to save the issues that ESPN is having, because I just feel like Troy Aikman, while good, is not a reason to tune in. Does that make sense? It's sure. not that personality draw that I think that Monday Night I, Football. I has disagree. Need. I enjoy listening to his. I've got no problem. Again, so. I've got no problem with it, but it's not like I, I, I'm not going to seek out a game because Troy Aikman's calling it. I guess I don't know that he brings that much to Listen, the game. I'll flip over from the Manning cast far more than I did last year. All right, so there's that. 
Uh, don't know how involved the Manning cast is going to be this year, but they are throwing some money his way. And there's also some rumors that uh, Joe Buck, who's got one more year on his contract, could be headed there well, as well. Here's the thing, because they've been toying with the idea of changing up the schedule and having, as on a regular basis, two Monday Night Football games for ESPN. I hate it. I hate that idea. So it. that could be part of the reason for some of this Hate two around. Monday Night Football games, always will. Please don't do that. But uh, who knows? All the kills that matter. Well, generally, I don't like both games because one of the, the commentating crew really sucks versus one that's okay. Well, uh, so that's probably going to continue. <laughs> if you're no, honest. if they're going to load it up, and <laughs> and I didn't actually have a problem with this this last one. Uh, I love Lewis Riddick, and you know, I mean, um, Greasy is okay, and uh, I forget what's the other guy's name. He's been there for a while. Levy, um, they they did okay. That wasn't a problem. I didn't think tremendously. So who do you want to kick out of? Well, I, it looks like both of them are going out of the booth. I'm guessing it's just going to be two man booth. Well, I, I, I could do without Greasy. Greasy, so. I don't think uh, Reddick will be there as well unless they throw him on the sideline. Who knows? But uh, well, he's he's really good. Are going to change in the Monday Night Football world and in the, the Fox world because uh, now Fox has to come up with a new A-team to go with Joe Buck and of course Sean Payton's involved and who knows who else is going to be thrown on that particular shortlist. Rest in peace, Big J, to John Edward Silas. You may not know him uh, from that name, but maybe you're familiar with the stand-up comedian and magician best known as The Amazing Jonathan. He passed away in his Las Vegas home on Tuesday after a long battle with heart disease. Uh, His widow, Anastasia Sin, confirmed his death to the Las Vegas Review-Journal just before midnight. He was 63 years old. Uh, and my first Vegas experience, Big J, the first time I ever went to Vegas, I saw The Amazing Jonathan oh, wow. uh, live, and it was a fantastic show back in like 90, man, late 90s, I'll put it that way. But uh, he was very funny and will be missed. He's got a documentary on Hulu that if you haven't watched, you probably should. It'll give you an idea how crazy and weird he is, both in real life and on stage. Uh, and certainly will be missed by a bunch of comedians and people that enjoyed his work. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Home sweet home, Big J. We're going to Florida for today's We're Going to Hell story. Oh, man. And a reminder that I don't care what you do in your bedroom, man. Uh, what you guys are up to is your own business. As long as nobody gets hurt and everybody's okay with it, it's fine by me. But... It does take two to tango, in some cases more than two to tango, if you're going to get into some weird belief in the bedroom. You understand? Yeah. Uh, And this is a story of a situation like that going sideways. And it involves a 40-year-old gentleman and his 21-year-old girlfriend, Nicole Anique. And this gentleman and Nicole got home from a concert in Florida on Tuesday night, right? Yeah. Let's have some fun. Maybe they went to Wolfgang Van Halen or the equivalent of that in Florida that night. They get home, and he notices that his girlfriend had been w- w- reading a little book that maybe you've heard of, Big J. It's called Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, yeah. And he's like, all right, man. And so uh, they decide that they might get it on a little bit before bedtime. You know, a little post-concert fun. Yeah. And that is when... Uh, she starts to get a little rough in the bedroom. And he's like, well, all right, man. You know, she's been reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Maybe I'll get into this. Maybe I'll we'll get into some BDSM stuff. Who knows? And, uh, <laughs> of course, they start to experiment. And it goes from experimentation into... Assault, brother! <laughs> pretty aggressive 
kind of like knocking around and and it doesn't take but 10 minutes for the 40 year old victim to go hang on i don't think this is as much sexual as she's just beating the bleep out of me and that's when he started realizing that yeah i think she's just she's just really laid into me here and so he's like this isn't sadomasochism this is just she's beating me up and next thing you know she starts coming into the bedroom with things that strike and scratch him oh god it's hard enough to cause a sizable bump on his head large scratches along his back the man said he started yelling at her that hey i'm seeing sars here you gotta try to stop i don't want to be a part of this anymore and it's 4 30 in the morning and she isn't listening so finally he That's starts when yelling the power drill comes out <laughs> oh no the neighbors hear him screaming for help officers show up to the situation he's still tied to the bed forgot about one small thing nick what's that the safe word that's right well it doesn't sound like this was a discussion beforehand right he just like in his head was like oh she must be trying to get rough because she's reading that crazy book that the lady seemed to like so much and next thing you know, he's like, hang on a second. I'm just tied to the bed, and she's beating the absolute bleep out of me here. What's going on? So police were able to arrest uh, Onique for domestic battery, a, a misdemeanor. And uh, the guy's still trying to get his bearings. Like, he did, still doesn't really know what happened. Damn. You just thought they were having some fun. Next thing you know, his girlfriend's beating the crap out of him because he thinks she's reading a book. But not the case. And sometimes the anger has to come out. But that's not a good way to do it. So a reminder that just because Fifty Shades of Grey is being read doesn't mean you need to be into a sadomasochistic relationship, right? That's not a prerequisite. Yeah, and even then, if you want to, you know, be there for your partner and do some things, you got to set some limits, man. Yes, yes. Going in like, with ground rules is a good idea. Yeah. yeah, please, I don't want you open fisting, punching me in the face, please. Open fisting? Open hand, that's what I meant. Closed fist, punching in the face. What are the, whatever. Is that what you wanted to say? Morning after with Nick and Big J. I'm into it, but obviously. <laughs> There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. <laughs> Allison Chains down in a hole here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And if we're being honest, Allison Chains may be the only band that wasn't announced to play Aftershock yesterday when the lineup came out. Uh, it had dropped around 1 o'clock in the afternoon yesterday. And it is expanded once again. Uh, it's gone from a weekend festival just three years ago to now a full-blown four-day-long festival in Sacramento, California. It is hands down uh, the biggest festival on the western half of the United States. It's a gigantic undertaking. And once again, we here at the X are proud to be a partner with Aftershock Festival. And we're letting you know that if you're interested in going and checking it out, you've tuned into the right radio station because we have a bunch of tickets. Tickets to give away just if you want to make the trek yourself. We have VIP tickets to give away, which is uh, really the big J treatment at a festival, we like to say. And of course, we also have some full on you know, flight packages that we are going to give away with hotel and all that kind of stuff involved with the Aftershock Festival. But I figured we could talk at least about some of the bands on the lineup as it again has expanded to four days. The first day of the festival, October 6th, is a good one. Right away, your headliner for that night is Slipknot. So great start. Zombies going to be there. Oh, Evanescence, Stone Temple Pilots, Killswitch Engage, Bad Religion, Nothing More, Ice Nine Kills, Code Orange, Fever 333, that's just some of the bands 
playing day one. Day two is kind of like the callback day where Kiss and Judas Priest are your headlining bands, but also you've got Lamb of God on the main stage, Chevelle, Falling in Reverse, Bullet for My Valentine, Motionless in White, Spirit Box, Helmet, Clutch, Nita Strauss, a whole bunch more involved there. Then on Saturday, My Chemical Romance, that was the one band that we knew was going to be part of this festival because they weren't able to make it last year, which they were announced for, but they said they would headline in 2022, and they're making good on that. Papa Roach, A Day to Remember, Hailstorm, The Distillers, Theory of a Dead Man, Beartooth, Thrice. The, oh, man. Airborne's going to be in America? Yep. Yep. What are we doing? Uh, and then uh, wrapping up the final day is uh, Foo Fighters, Shine Down, Bring Me the Horizon, Architects, Pretty Reckless, Interrupters, Strutch, Under Oath, Jelly Roll, Our Friends and Dead Sarah. I mean, it's crazy crazy the four days that are going to be full of ridiculously awesome rock bands uh a friendly reminder that tickets are on sale uh right now this festival has sold out the last six years in a row i promise you it will sell out again especially with this particular lineup and so we encourage you to listen regularly and often to the x if you want to go to aftershock because it's going to be ridiculous i think this is going to be the this is the closest that we're going to get to, like, a open-air kind of um, festival, you know, that you typically have in Europe. Yes. Uh, Valken, any of those big, huge fest. This is the close we're going to get, and this is pretty huge. And this is close in proximity, people. I mean, it's not a long road trip. No, I mean, what, seven hours? Yeah, that I, I mean, I've done it before, and it, it, it's it's great. Um, it, you know, Sacramento is, is a nice place for the most part. Don't get a hotel in the shady part of town, though. <laughs> but I there mean, are plenty. I mean, if you plan early enough, start there's making good your lo- plans yes. right yes. now, and you can have a really good time. And it being four days long, it's going to be uh, crazy. I mean, when Jay and I went, you've gone twice, uh, maybe three times. You've gone, um, but when we went together, it was it was just a two day festival, and there was like a pre party on Friday, and then they went full bore into three days, and then yesterday it was three full, or last year it was three full days, and then kind of like a pre party on Thursday. Now it's just four full blown days of rock. So you're definitely getting your money's worth, and it's a great show. They do actually a really good job of setting up the Aftershock Festival stage-wise. I mean, I don't think you're ever going to get as good as, as Rock on the Range, in my opinion, just because it's got the space to spread out. But, I mean, it's as good as it gets in Sacramento. The stages are close enough where it's not a pain in the ass to walk from one stage to another if you want to check out a band, but they're far enough away that you don't get the sound mixing. You know what I mean? And so it's a really good setup. They know what they're doing. The only thing that I could complain about if it is something is that the you know, it's smart to like Uber or Lyft into the festival. It's like Reno. There's yes. one way in and one way out. And and the drop-off point is fairly <laughs> far away from where you need to be from the festival. But it is, that's the one downside to it. But the rest of it is all uh, coming up, rainbows and unicorns. So check out the full lineup. It's on all the X's socials if you want to see all four days of the Aftershock Festival. And continue to listen to the X for your chance to win your way in. Anybody who's been to a neurologist or had some issues going on with their brain will tell you the doctors always say there's not a whole lot we know about the brain. There's so much going on that it's hard to pinpoint sometimes what's going on in there from time to time. And every day and year and month that passes, more and more information is gathered. And a pretty interesting piece of information was gathered through a series of unfortunate events. But you've heard the phrase, your life flashes before your eyes, right? Yeah. 
Uh, turns out, thanks to a awful event that happened at a hospital in Canada, they were able to figure out that, you know what? It's probably true. Right before you die, your life does flash before your eyes. Here's how they found out. 87-year-old guy was going through some seizures, right? So the doctors hooked him up to an EEG in order to detect brain activity and stuff while you were, you know, figuring out seizures and diagnosing things like that. And while he was hooked up to the EEG, he had a cardiac event and passed away. So that's the bad news. The interesting news is that's the first time they've ever really had an EEG hooked up to somebody while they were passing away. And they were able to figure out and record the brain activity of a dying human brain, which is interesting. The brainwave patterns they observed were similar to those that occur during memory retrieval, dreaming, and meditation. So they said basically the brain remains active and coordinated during and after the transition to death and basically may be programmed to orchestrate the whole ordeal and figure out things and basically play flashbacks of important parts of your life. All sorts of stuff while this is going on. And you're basically entering a dream state almost as you pass away, which is what they figured out. And, you know, what many near-death experiences and people that have come back from having issues have, you know, basically explained. That you see things and important events in your life and your life flashes before your eyes. And that's a thing that apparently does happen. So now you know. Is that comforting or horrifying? Probably both. Yeah. But I'm like, this is the first time it's happened? That's weird. Well, me. I mean, think about it. I mean, how EEGs are very specific things that you have to be a part of. And, you know, unless you're on a constant one, which I can't imagine has happened before because of the pain in the... I mean, it, it, it's basically uh, you, you lay down in a hospital room, you get hooked up with all these nodes, and then they play a bunch of flashing lights in front of your eyes in order to trigger a seizure if you're yeah. having them and figure out what's going on. And so it's a process that, while very much has detailed information, I can't imagine would be happening while somebody's having some real issues because you do have to be awake and conscious during an EEG and all that kind of stuff so that you can tell them what's going on. And so it's not something that you do on somebody that's like comatose or having medical issues. It's somebody that is awake and part of a diagnostic tool. So it's a little bit different. And I guess it's the first time it's happened. It was a pure coincidence that it happened, but it happened. Big J, we now know what Tom Brady's up to after his retirement. He is going to Hollywood, baby. Hollywood. He is going to produce and play himself in a football-themed road trip movie called 80 for Brady. That's set to begin production this spring. It's basically the, the story of four elderly women, 80 years old, that's where the 80 comes in, travel to see the quarterback play in Super Bowl 51. That's the one where the Patriots beat the Falcons. They were down 28-3 in the game, if you remember. And the Pats' fifth Super Bowl. And so already Tom Brady is playing younger than he actually is, which is pretty impressive as we go. <laughs> But it's going to star Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field. So the cast is set. Apparently there's already a script. And we've got Tom Brady involved as well. So we're headed to Hollywood, Big J. Any interest in the Tom Brady movie? I don't know. What happened? We'll you love Tom Brady. Well, I haven't even I haven't even dug into Man in the Arena, though, yet. So how much do I love him? Uh, well, I mean, one's a documentary, which you're already lukewarm on, and the other is an actual movie, which you are much more... Yeah, at. but the Man in the Arena sounds pretty cool. Well, then what is your problem? I, that's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> I can't guarantee some things. 
Uh, it's got people in there you're not a big fan of, too, so that makes uh, it probably a little bit more difficult. But uh, if you are an elderly woman or a Tom Brady fan, sounds like this movie is for you. And it's going to be coming out in a couple years. We heard tale of it happening, and then finally yesterday, photographic evidence was produced where you saw the three Spider-Man from Spider-Man No Way Home recreate the Spider-Man meme that was so wildly popular on the internet for years and years and years. And they said that they were kind of teasing it for a while, but finally, Marvel released the image yesterday of the live-action Spider-Man meme. Big J, did it bring you joy? Uh, it, no, not as much as the original for some reason and maybe it's because they there's a lack of intensity in this version for some reason you're not buying it you You think it it, it looks too much like a post photo yeah yeah and it's but again they're just kind of standing there as opposed to like hey oh whoa you know what i mean well i mean if they really wanted to recreate the meme the masks would be on and then you wouldn't be able to tell anything yeah but at the same time they're just lacking any sort of Excitement about the situation. All you right. know, you feel like this picture was just going through the motions for the three. Yeah, actors. yeah. All right, uh, that's that's a fair assessment and a fair critique. It made a lot of people happy, but apparently uh, not Big J. He wanted a little bit more emotion, I guess, out of the yeah, the some actors. intensity. All right, I mean, I guess that's because fair. when I see the the original you know, one, the cartoon, just, the cartoon version, it's like, whoa, man. There's three damn Spider-Mans right here. Is it you? Is it me? Or is it him? Or her? Or whoever's underneath there? <sighs> and you feel... <laughs> See? That image portrays intensity to you? Yes. Okay, all right. Listen, I mean, I haven't really thought about it before, so I can't say that, that it bothers me, like, but I there, guess I understand There are some three excited Spider-Men in that meme. Yeah. This one, not as much. It's like, hey, there you are. All right. Fair critique. Uh, But if it brings you joy, uh, please know that you're not alone. But I guess if you don't like it, you're (gasps) not alone either. Here's traffic. I mean, I could have listed 85 adjectives about that cartoon meme. Intense would never be one of them. After this break, here's what our consultant would like me to do. Then create myself pointing at three of me and then TikTok. Yeah, yeah. So are you going to do it? No. Just like our consultant meetings. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. How about we do some pop culture smackdown? That's next. But first, TDS Fiber Traffic Center time brought to you by the Idaho Lottery. Here's CB. With Nick and Big J. Yeah, and we've got tickets to a great show happening next week out at the Rev Center. Uh, finally, uh, all the postponements and whatnot coming to fruition. We're going to see Kill Switch Engage on March 1st at the Rev, along with August Burns Red and Light the Torch. It's going to be a great show, and uh, we'll get you there for free if you can beat me at Pop Culture Smackdown. 208-287-1003 is our phone number that you need to call if you'd like to play. I say good luck to everybody. Let's go to the phones. Good morning, the X. Morning. Morning, man. You are up first. On this date in 1992, Kurt Cobain married what whole lead singer? Uh, that'd be, uh, Love, um, Tony Love. Right. That is correct. Big J, what was the name of the reality show Paris Hilton starred in with Nicole Richie? Oh! This is something I should know, and I don't. Let's see if it pops up in my brain out of nowhere. Um, if I keep talking, it will happen. <laughs> I just know it. 
<laughs> I can't remember, man. You lose, you I mean, lose cool points if you don't know it. I'll lose cool points for not knowing you this. You won't lose. You oh won't yeah, lose yeah, cool you're right. Points. This is not something I needed to keep in my brain. No. So no guesses for that encouragement. No, no, no. Wrong. Whores. My my wonderful world. The simple life for the Paris show. The simple life. Right. You got it as soon as you heard it. Congratulations, man. Kill switch engage. August burns red. Light the torch. Tickets yours. Please hold on. Big Chase still upset, even though he shouldn't feel bad about it. But uh, he apparently does. We will come back with some headlines. That's happening next in the X Rocks. Mm. Big J. Headlines brought to you by Half Price Friday. It's coming up tomorrow, 9 a.m. XRock.com, $50 to the Lemon Tree Company in Boise for just $25. If you're looking for a savory sandwich and some cold lemonade, you can get it at Lemon Tree Factory. Offer takeout and delivery, gluten-free, vegan options too. So check it out for yourself. Now two Boise locations, one on Bannock Downtown and in Harris Ranch. So plenty of opportunities to get your hands on it. Just make sure you're there 9 o'clock tomorrow xrock.com right on the front page it's when you'll be able to take advantage of half price fridays headlines are as follows you're out big j challenge and shots fired you're out woman on tinder recently decided to replace existing photos of herself with photos of her in her work outfit to try to up the like amount the problem is big j 25 year old jess harkin is a clown her name is kazoo the clown (laughs) And she says she wanted to find a clown man, somebody that's got a similar sense of humor, okay with her job, because she knows clowns can sometimes creep people out. So she uploaded six photos of herself wearing the clown costume, and she changed her bio to read, quote, heard you were just looking for fun. (laughs) She was flooded with messages, Big J. And then Tinder banned her profile, because it it violated their terms of use. Uh, Jess, of course, also a star on TikTok is frustrated by the band saying that she's seen girls with more makeup on than this and she's appealed the decision but doesn't exactly sure why her dressed up as a clown violates the terms of use but maybe it's uh covering up the face or something i don't know when you can straight up lie about who you are (laughs) i know i know man i don't know i don't know guess we know who the real clowns are creepy though if you would want to match with a clown i think you know why? I what? don't know. I don't know. It's that because that's a whole another area of kingdom, I think, and it's weird. <laughs> well, you're inferring that there's that they, you know, that they have clown sex. It sounds like that's what she's looking for, Big J. For being honest, wow. And that might just be a weird thing to go after on Tinder, but I guess there are weirder things that have been discovered on Tinder. Big J challenge or shots fired? Shots fired. According to the U.S. Army, Big J, America's youth are playing too many video games. Yeah, brittle. They're they're living a lifestyle that leaves them fragile, prone to injury, harder to successfully and easily transition from civilian life to the military. This is official press release posted on the Defense Visual Information Distribution Service. Basically, it was put together by a Army major and his name is Jean-Marc Theodo, and he's a gen- clinical coordinator in charge of medical readiness at Fort Leonard Wood in Missouri. And he says that the Nintendo generation doesn't do enough activity to make them tough, and a lot of them are getting injured in basic training, and you need to stop playing video games if you want to be in the military, pal. Call of Duty's not going to cut it in the real world. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Yeah, that's true. Or what that army major's telling you? Uh, I'm not sure if that's true or not. But I guess he says he's seeing it a lot. So maybe something that you need to think about, kids. It's a lack of the contact sports. 
Is that what it is? Yeah. I don't think we drink enough milk. Wrap it up with Big J Challenge. Yeah, that's me. That's you, buddy. You love the TikTok, right? <laughs> I like watching them. Uh, well, here's one that maybe you've seen as you've paged through the many pages of TikTok challenges that are out there. Uh, it's a new way to make mashed potatoes. Are you a fan no, or not? No, I have not seen this and. I have to stay away from mashed potatoes right now. Pure evil for my body. If you are sick of taking forever to make mashed potatoes, apparently there's a hack that they want you to try. And a lot of people on TikTok are trying it. And it's not Idaho, you know, flakes that you see in the the aisles of the grocery store. This is something different. This is the quickest way to make mashed potatoes, according to TikTok. Grab three ounces of any bag of potato chips. Boil it in one cup of water. Mash and stir the potato chips until the water is absorbed and creates a paste. Then make sure you put the paste and you drain the potatoes out of the water. And then you put it back in the pan and you put whatever kind of cream you want in there. Like butter, cream, milk, whatever you put in sour cream on your mashed potatoes. And apparently that makes potatoes, mashed potatoes faster than peeling a regular potato, waiting for it to boil, mashing it up. I don't believe it. I don't believe it's quicker. I mean, well, I can guarantee you it's quicker. What I don't believe is that it tastes good. It's a lot of work. Or anything. What do you mean? The steps you described seems like a lot of work to me, as opposed to boiling potatoes. Putting a bag... You're you're basically putting potato chips in water, is what you're doing. That's the step. Yeah, but, you know, I can make mashed potatoes in two steps. Yeah, well... (laughs) It's not the amount of steps, but the amount of time. It takes longer to boil a potato in water than it will potato chips, I guess is their point. Uh, Because it's as much smaller, they're already cut up, and you don't have to peel the potato. So there's all of that stuff involved in it. Uh, But I don't believe it tastes any good. But they do say the one thing that you can do with this that you can't do with regular mashed potatoes is you can make this out of any flavor potato chip. Barbecue, sour cream, and onion, whatever you want to do, you can make it that way, and it apparently it tastes like it. But I just feel like it would taste like wet potato chips, and that does not sound appetizing to me. It's wet potato chips. But TikTok people want it now. That's the whole point of TikTok, right? So get her done. Make yourself some mashed potato chips next time around and tell us how gross they are. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all the stuff. <laughs> Mammoth, Wolfgang Van Halen. That is Epiphany here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Got to keep those kids off the social media, Big J. Yeah, because it can be a terrible place sometimes. And uh, one particular mother in Minnesota uh, had had enough of it. Her daughter, uh, older daughter, had uh, struggled with body image due to social media throughout her teen years. So as uh, her uh, younger son got to a point where he was getting close to being interested in that, she thought, hey, how about this? I'll offer him money to not get onto social media. So uh, when he was 12, he offered her $1,800. He offered her that? Uh, no, she offered oh. him. Come on. Uh, $1,800. You know what I'm trying to get around to. Uh, to stay off of social media until he was 18. And he agreed. Now, it's funny because uh, he says here, um, uh, being 12, I didn't really have that great of a concept of money yet. So I was like, oh, sick. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Probably would have went for more. But sure. I mean, that's a long, I mean, that's six years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He stuck with it, though, and followed through. And he really dug in. Now, mother explained he was like, not breaking this. I'm proud of him because there were a few times where it was harder. Uh, and uh, she uh, threw, a, threw the money at him. He's 18 now? Yeah. Well, there you go. And uh, he looks like a mentally healthy young man. Or do you think he just lied and created a secret social media account? Well, usually kids do. I mean, we found this out, you know, like, but they told us uh, they created spam. They're called spam accounts. Okay. uh, Where they can go off and do their their own thing and whatever. Um, 
but you know we, we, we found those obviously but uh did you put an end to it or did they just create new no ones? no because they told us about them so yeah it's not really spam if you tell your parents that you've got them but what was the point i guess if they told you um you know because we're cool parents uh, <laughs> as opposed to some other parents who might not be so and we're like listen just be safe and don't be idiots uh but you know maybe for the other people that it's for their friends mostly that you know they want to you know exchange messages or whatever either way as pace. long as you can talk to people about uh, them handling it responsibly and being able to you know understand that it's not the end-all be-all i suppose it's okay but uh, everybody every household handles it different every parent handles it different and every kid handles it different so i mean i guess if you were that concerned 1800 bucks is not a bad payday for six years of somewhat mental stability, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I would say it was a pretty good uh, bargain for everybody involved. That being said, I'm not sure a bunch of kids, you know, you got to get to them young. That's the key. At 12 years old, they don't know what they're missing yet or what they will be addicted to yet. Uh, but if you talk to like a 15 year old that's already on yeah. socials, there ain't no way in hell. And see, now he's like, I would not do this again. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, you know, he also is, uh, the Insta- he's on Instagram now as opposed to the other social media stuff. And uh, he uh, he says, it's hilarious. I feel like I'm 80, he quipped, adding, it's embarrassing. I'll be with my friends. And they're like, what are you doing? Because he can't seem to figure out how it works. Oh, and now he doesn't know how it yeah, works. Yeah, he doesn't okay. really know how it works. No, he'll figure it out, trust me. Uh, just through context clues. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, we got your bad impressions. Hold tight for that. It's the X Rocks. Morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And we've got bad impressions are brought to you by the Idaho Sportsman Show. Don't miss the Idaho Sportsman Show from March 3rd to March 6th. Find plenty of gear, guides, outfitters, RVs, boats, ATVs, and much more at Expo Idaho. Again, that's March 3rd to the 6th. And we have up for grabs tickets to Killswitch Engage at the Rev Center March 1st, along with uh, August Burns Red and Light the Torch. going to be a great night of music, and uh, we'll get that for you if you can guess bad impressions here. Show's on Tuesday night at the Rev. If you want to go, 208-287-1003 is our phone number. Big J has three clues to point to somebody pretty famous. Figure out that very famous person in those certain amount of clues, and boom, you got a show you're going to. Hello, the X. What's up? How you doing, man? What's your name? Brent. All right, Brent, you're up first. Good luck. All right, Brent, uh, fictional character here, okay? All right. I made my debut to the world in May of 1939 in something called Detective Comics number 27. Superman. No, not quite. I try to keep my identity secret to protect those I love. I realize that won't help you. No, that doesn't help. How about this? Some call me an anti-hero, others a crazy billionaire. Lex Luthor. No, no. Sorry, Brent, that's not right. I guess that's all three. Uh Brent's going to kick himself. Yeah, well, I think the detective comics messed him up. Hello, the X. Hey, how you doing? Good. Did you hear Big J's clues, or do you need him again? I need him again, if I could, please. I made my debut to the world in May of 1939 in something called Detective Comics. Uh, Dick Tracy? No. I try to keep my true identity a secret to protect those I love. Uh, And some call me an anti-hero, others a crazy billionaire. Oh. Um, Batman? 
There you go. I'll cool, take it. Man. Uh, good job. Hang on one second. You are good to go. Why is the Batman in the news? I'm trying to change it up and make it uh, a little different. Uh, well, hey, uh, Batman, the Batman is coming out next week. It's already here. I mean, it's hard to believe. And uh, the promotions are just getting started uh, for it. In fact, uh, if you go to Google and you type in search Bruce Wayne or Batman, uh, it will pop up with there'll be a little thing that'll blink at you, and uh, when you click on it, there'll be a, a, the bat signal will fade out the uh, the screen, and it's pretty cool. Oh, nice! That's in like celebration. Is it like yeah. red and black, like the movie? Uh, it is not red and black. Black. It's just like clouds, and then uh, the 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 bat signal comes up, and then Batman s- screams across your screen. Nice. Is it the Robert Pattinson version of Batman? Uh, no, it's just the comic book Got version it. of of him. But uh, I tell you what, I'm very excited about this movie, especially Nick after seeing Robert Pattinson in Tenet. That uh, I had to watch for um, uh, streaming dumbass uh-huh. a couple months ago. Uh, I thought he put in such a great performance. I never would have counted that from the guy who was in Twilight. But uh, I think that it's going to be pretty cool. And the detective comic book part of that—I mean, that's what this is it's set up to be—a detective noir kind of thing. So I'm geeked about it. They're definitely making it dark, that's for sure. And it is out in theaters officially on March the third, I believe, is when it drops, yep. which is next week. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we wrap up the show here next in the X Rocks. Blackville Brides wrapping things up this morning on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Crimson Sky is going to do it for us. We had a nerd alert today, courtesy of Radio's Big J. Thank you again for that. We had a chance to talk about how personal finances need to be affected, maybe, in schools across the country. And we even had a chance to give away some Kill Switch Engage tickets. So, pretty solid Thursday show, if you ask me. What does that leave us with, Big J? That's you on the floor. Yeah, uh, Dexter Holland from The Offspring is uh, going to be delivering the commencement speech for USC's Keck School of Medicine on May 14th. Of course, uh, you might not know this, but Dexter has three degrees from USC, including his PhD in molecular biology. And uh, he said, quote, we live in an incredibly exciting time at the crossroads of advanced medical technology and breakthroughs in research, recent innovations... Look Gene out. editing, mRNA technologies has blown the doors open to possibilities that medical intervention can provide. Uh, I'm excited to applaud the Keck School of Medicine class of 2022 as they begin their careers. Uh, nice. Is that his whole speech? No, oh. I, I think that's just him you know, talking about how exciting he is. Well, I mean, he is a very smart man. We've talked to him on several different occasions. He does not like to be called doctor, even though he's got a doctorate. But uh, if anybody's earned the ability to do that, it certainly is him. Agree or disagree? Yeah, you? yeah. So congratulations to Dexter. So not only is he a public speaker, he's got several hot sauce brands out there. Gringo Bandito. He's a pilot as well. Uh, he doesn't mess around, yeah, man. there's not much else he can't do. He has conquered everything, if we're being honest. So congratulations to our friend Dexter. Well done, my friend. Uh, all he needs to do is jump on xrock.com tomorrow, 9 o'clock, and grab a half-price Friday, and his life would be complete. $50 to Lemon Tree Company, up for grabs for 25 tomorrow at 9 o'clock in the morning. That's why it's called Half-Price Friday, so check out Lemon Tree Company. Great artesian sandwiches, offering specialty lemonades with a twist. Check it out. Two Boise locations, Bannock downtown, and then at Harris Ranch. And 9 o'clock tomorrow is when that goes live. Jason Drew is coming in next. We will see you tomorrow. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks.